Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Wild. It's Joe and Tony from 10krinks.com. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. How is everybody doing? How's everybody feeling? Tony, how are you doing? Joe, I'm doing all right. I was just listening to an, an episode of a, a new baseball podcast that, I've, uh, that I, I picked up called Batting Around. Okay. Um, and uh, they had uh, they had David Roth on for a guest. You know David Roth, right? Of Defector. Of Def. Okay. Uh, old Deadspin. New. Uh, the, oh the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Deadspin. Yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. So uh, Defector.com. Uh, they brought in David Roth, and he's the guy who came up with remembering some guys. And uh, and Jane, one of the hosts, who's a Twins fan, brings up Boof Bonser. Yeah, yeah, former Twin. Uh, middle. 2000s pitcher like 2006 yeah you remember how he came over right yeah in the aj pierzynski trade that brings over francisco liriano and joe nathan right he's the third guy in that okay like he builds submarines now he's a pipe fitter for submarines (laughs) what yeah boof bonser is, is a submarine builder Former major league pitcher, now a pipe fitter, building submarines. Yep. Wow, that's uh, that's the boof. That's the boof. So I, I don't know. Like, uh, are there like mid two thousands twins that you want to remember right now? Um, nuke a boof. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like a funny little nickname for boof now that he's building sub. sub- <laughs> um. Middle okay, so Terry Mulholland was Mr. Rubber Arm during those during those years. He's a guy. He's a guy. He's definitely a guy. Um, maybe we got to do something like maybe we got to remember some guys for the Minnesota Wild too. I think uh, that's an episode later on, but we're uh, we're doing yeah. we're we're doing in the spirit of Boof. We're doing uh, uh, we're doing some twins. He, what was his name? Uh, J.C. Romero. <laughs> That was a guy. JC Romero's another guy. He was a roid user too. Was it or was it Juan Rincon? Oh. Well, I apologize to JC Romero for accusing him of that. I'm pretty sure it's Juan Rincon. <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh JC Romero tested positive oh, okay, with uh, with the Philadelphia Phillies. Alright. And I think Juan Rincon, yeah, Juan Rincon also got busted for steroids in 2005. Okay. So I don't so apologize. We have slandered no names. Okay, good. Um, I do want to remind you that this episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by Built Bar, uh, BuiltBar.com. Check out uh, BuiltBar.com to build your own box. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Um, Built Bar crazy. gives you energy and does not ring up. On a steroid test. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, I'm trying to think of the ultimate guy. twins guy, ultimate? and I think Nick Punto might be too good to be a guy. I don't know what you think. Um, what about naked locker room guy? Oh, that's um, Lee Croy, isn't it? 
No, no, he was a former catcher. It was um, oh my god, it's gonna bother me. No, Matt Matthew Lee Croy was wasn't he the guy? He after he left the Twins, he was playing catcher. Uh, I want to say it was for like Milwaukee or something like that. And his manager had to pull him out from the middle of an inning because he let like four, two or three pass balls go by. That should oh, have I been. I think I do remember this. Yeah, and his manager was crying about how he kind of embarrassed him. Like I, that, like he didn't like Matt Leacroy didn't deserve to be embarrassed like that, but he had to do it. Mm. Oh, it's gonna bother. It's Mike. Mike Redman was naked locker room guy. Ah, another catcher. Yeah, another catcher. Um. Speaking about guys, we're going to be talking about future guys for the Minnesota Wild, maybe oh, potentially. No, 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 no. I want. I had one more guy. I had one more guy. Okay. I know that we're going to be talking about future guys, but I got one more guy for you, and that is uh, that is Lou Ford. I think he's <laughs> the ultimate mid two thousands Twins guy. Lou Ford, yes. Here's yeah. here's like the funniest thing about Lou Ford, Gardy. right? Because he. Oh what. He was just one of Gardy's guys. Yeah, like he, he was fun to watch like when he was going. Like he had he had one season where he was pretty good and like smacked around doubles and like got some triples and stuff like that. And even there was a season where Lou Ford hit 15 home runs, Joe. Yeah. Like 15 home runs, 20 stolen bases and a 299 batting average. That is a fantasy. That's a fantasy <laughs> starter. Uh, but, but this is my favorite thing about Lou Ford, all right? He, he he flames out. His last season is at age 30. He came up real late. He, he didn't come up until he was 26. Um, he, he flames out with the Twins at age 30. Hits 233. Doesn't show up until 2012. Five years later, he comes up for 25 games with Baltimore. Okay. Well, and Baltimore, that was the last we saw of Lou Ford. Baltimore was really needing some help. Uh, Bobby Kelty. Ooh, that's another guy. Yeah, I just remember him. He, he it's a fiery redheaded kid. Um, that's probably he went, why I liked him. He went. Well, I don't know if I liked him. He just was kind of a scrappy guy. I remember. I want to say it was like the two thousand two. Was Denny he the Hopkins? guy who they traded for Shannon Stewart? Was he? Uh, I think so. Damn it! This is not a Minnesota Twins podcast. You can tell. <laughs> We can we can talk about hockey. I'm sorry. Anyways, that uh, we were talking about. Uh, he played for the Twins, Oakland Athletics. He's 44 years old now. Anyways, uh, today we we're going to talk about other guys, uh, potentially new guys for the Minnesota Wild, and uh, we want to highlight another nine for nine player. Um, again, the Minnesota Wild are slated to pick number nine in this year's NHL draft. And uh, whenever that is, I think it's going to take place uh, maybe early to mid-October, right after the uh, Stanley Cup is awarded. So, Tony, uh, why don't you let us know who we are going to highlight in this uh, in this show? All right. We are going to highlight Anton Lindell, two-way center, but, but stick with me. Could be very, very good. So... All right. we'll, we'll be doing uh, him after the break. Yeah, so we'll get to uh, Anton Lundell, uh, Finnish center out of HIFK right after this. But first, I do want to talk to you about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com 
has <clears throat> got everything for you in their gigantic online catalog. And they've been doing this now for 20 years. They're a family business, and uh, you want to support those uh, those family businesses that uh, that are making it too. So uh, if you're looking for a fuel pump, you're looking for 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 the little thing, little little thing that goes on the the end of the tire stem, you know, the little caps or something like that. You can go check that out. Uh, if you're looking for radiator, uh, if you're looking for big parts, small parts, whatever you really need for your uh, for your vehicle, check out RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com, like I said, it's been doing this for 20 years, so they know what they're doing. And what makes them simple, uh, and what makes them stick around, is that they've got simple one tier pricing. If you go into your local chain store, uh, they're going to have those uh, a special deal for the the local mechanics, and and pass that markup off to you as the consumer, as the do-it-yourselfer. If uh, if you're the do-it-yourselfer and you're looking to save some money, you don't have to worry about feeling like you're going to be uh, getting that markup and having to pay a little extra. RockAuto.com has got that one-tier pricing for everybody, and uh, it makes things incredibly simple. So check out rockauto.com. And when you check out rockauto.com, go to uh, their How Did You Hear About Us box and type in locked on so that they know that we sent you. Check out rockauto.com today. It's rockauto.com. Welcome back to Locked On Wild. It's Joe and Tony from 10krinks.com. Make sure you uh, check out 10krinks.com. Bookmark that for all of our written content. It is uh, zone coverages, Minnesota Wild community. Uh, speaking of zone coverage, they are covering the Minnesota Twins right now. As we talked, Tony, I looked through the break because it's one of those things that would probably cause me an aneurysm in five years because I never figured out what happened to Bobby Kelty after 2002. Okay. <laughs> but uh, you're right. He was traded for Shannon Stewart to the Toronto Blue Jays. And uh, so, yeah, we finally got some closure on that. And I will not have uh, – uh, something serious happened to me in a few years because of those little things that just stick with you for a while. <laughs> I'm weird like that. I got to figure it out. Otherwise it'll just bug me. Uh, yeah, not a problem. Glad I'm glad we got that resolved, Joe, but we got some NHL draft stuff to talk about. We do. And uh, you brought up Anton Lundell again. He's a, uh, is a uh, two way center out of H I F K in Finland. Um, tell me, why in our nine for nine that the Minnesota wild should pick Anton Lundell. Okay. I know you hear, you know, Anton Lundell two way center out of Finland. Your first thought is, Oh, it's, it's Miko Koivu. And like, yeah, <laughs> I don't think you're wrong there. Like, I think that, uh, that he projects to be a lot like Miko Koivu, but I, I think that a number one, you know, Miko Koivu was taken six overall in his draft, right? And mm-hmm. would you say that was a bad pick, Joe? Uh, no. What was it, a 15-year career with Minnesota? 15-year career anchored the Minnesota Wilds' top six uh, for a decade plus. Like, mm-hmm. that's a really great pick. If you can come up with, uh, in the later part of the top ten, if you can come up with a player who is going to be your number one or number two center for a decade – that rules. That's unabashedly a win. I don't care how defensive they are. Uh, like that. That's great. You want a player like that in your lineup, and you need a player like that in your lineup. And I, I think Lindell does have a little upside in him as well. And, and like, not to not to not to be down on Miko Koivu, right? Like this was a guy who was like a fifty-plus point player uh, for most of his career. 
Um, and I think that's uh, that Miko Koivu's name deserves some respect in in the in that regard. But I, I think Anton Lindell has some offensive upside. Okay, so I, I just saw, according to uh, I think it was McKean's hockey that when Yessi Puljujarvi put together that amazing draft here, he scored twenty eight points. And uh, well, funnily enough. That's exactly what uh, Anton Lindell did for uh, the HIFK uh, this season was another 28 points. And I think it was uh, like six or eight games. Six fewer games. Six fewer games fewer than uh, um, than Puglia-Yarby did it in his draft season. So uh, he's got a balanced approach to his offense. I think he was, uh, what, like 10 goals and like 18 assists. 18 assists, yep. Yeah, so – I mean, I'm, I'm reading it. I'm paging to it because yeah, I actually lost my spot. <laughs> but um, I remembered what I what it said. Um, but uh, again, like, what do you say to the, the, the players or the not the players, but the people out there that say we're going at the, the Minnesota Wild, if they pick him at number nine, are going after another two-way guy, not with a ton of offensive upside, um, that uh, – that kind of fits their archetype that have they've been going for for now. I don't know. Decade plus maybe now, or maybe not a decade plus, but at least a decade. I would tell you, yes, this is a two way guy, but this is also a fantastic two way player. Like okay. this is, this is like the cream of the crop. Like he, he probably is a Miko Koivu level prospect. Like as a prospect, I, I don't have Miko's numbers in front of me, but like, um, I would be really surprised if Anton Lundell uh, didn't look as good or better than Koivu did coming out of his, his draft year. Now, there are players who have had better seasons in their draft year in Finland. Alex Barkov, or Sasha Barkov, I'm sorry. Um, Sasha Barkov has 80, or, sorry, 48 points in 53 games. Capo Caco also had uh, higher scoring totals as did uh, Patrick Laine. But uh, Anton Lindell... 0.64 points per game in his draft year. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. That's more than Jesse Pugliarvi, as you mentioned. That's more than just Barry Kokaniemi, who went, I think, third overall a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miko Rantanen had a half point per game, so a, a little bit of a step down from uh, from uh, from Lundell. And, uh, like, Tevo Taravainen, Sebastian Ajo, like all these guys in the last decade um, – who you know were high picks or, or turned into uh, real players, right? Uh, Lindell's a bit ahead of them right now, and and that's just in the scoring, right? Where I think he really stands out is how he's able to drive play Joe as an eighteen-year-old prospect, like mm-hmm. as as a draft eligible guy. He is second, or he was second in Liga. Finland's top league, like maybe like the fourth, fifth best league in the world. Okay. He was second in Corsi percentage, 61.9%. Led his team. Wow. Um, like second in the league, by the way. Like that's and, and the entire league. league. Liga is adult league. Right? Yeah, adults. Yeah. He's playing adults. He's playing like, he's playing guys like Michael Kiernan and like other guys who played for the wild. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Um, but like, you know, these are like, these are, these are men and he is out there and he is keeping up and he is out, outshining them 
in some ways. It's really impressive what he's been able to do. So here's my question for you then. Being that he is a quote-unquote two-way player and he's got a 200-foot kind of game to him, does that help his case or maybe slow his case a little bit to maybe making the jump to the NHL quicker than maybe some of the other guys within the top 10. Not saying that, uh, not saying that he's like going to beat everybody per se, or make it so that he's outscoring them when they make to the NHL, but maybe because he's got both ends to his game that maybe the Minnesota wild wouldn't necessarily worry about placing him in, in tough situations in the NHL because they can trust him on both ends of the rink. Yeah. I, I think that that's uh, only something that can help, right? Not just because, you know, he's able to keep up with the men, but like he's driving play there, right? You can, you can put him into an NHL lineup and have like a reasonable expectation that he can hold his own. I don't think he will this year. Right. Cause, uh, cause I think Liga is starting its preseason up and they're going to be starting their season on time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't think that uh, I don't think that Lundell is going to be in the NHL this year. Or if he is, it'll be late, late in the year. It'll be kind of like a, that year where they brought uh, Erickson Eck back at the last mm-hmm. minute uh, for a playoff run. Um, but I do think that like within a year, I think that's entirely possible that you could see uh, that you could see, you know, uh, Anton Lundell at a rink, rink near you. All right, quick question before we take a quick break here, but uh, he had a, a timely, an untimely inter- injury that forced him out of the World Junior Championship, so we didn't get to see him necessarily at that level, but uh, without seeing kind of him at, on more of an international stage against his peers, like you still feel pretty high on, on him at number nine? I, you know, like I'm not a scout, right? But like I can tell you something. I, I, I talked on the most recent episode of my other hockey podcast, Corn Cup Hockey, with mm-hmm. uh with uh Tobias Pedersen, who is a uh hobby scout over in uh in Sweden. And he absolutely loves Lundell. And I, I, I think it would have been really great to see him be able to compete against his peers at a stage like that. But at the same time, like, you know, he's been pretty dominant toward uh against men. I, I think that that is enough for me to be like, okay, like, you know, if he was just like dominating like Finnish juniors, that might be uh, a little bit of a red flag. But knowing that he's been able to succeed against men, succeed wildly against men, like that, no, that that's enough for me. Awesome. Um, and then I think HIFK is also one of the teams that is like minority owned by uh, by Nicholas Backstrom, former Minnesota Wild goaltender, if I remember correctly. They got the so. inside scoop. They got insiders right there, you know. Um, anyways, let's take a quick break. We'll get into some of the uh, the pros and cons for uh, for him as well, in in kind of the and break down his game a little bit more. You're listening to Locked On Wild, and we're back here on Locked On Wild with Joe and Tony from 10KRings.com. Uh, we are going over our nine for nine. We are highlighting Anton Lundell, Finnish center from HIFK, who put up 28 points in Liga. Uh, we, we kind of talked about him last, uh, kind of just overall view kind of in, in the last segment, but I want to get into the nitty gritty about his game. Uh, obviously you want to talk about, you know, what makes him the weapon as a scorer? Um, you know, is it, is it a slap shot? Is it a wrist shot? Is he just, uh, is he, is he a Zach Preezy type who just ho- hovers around the net and gets rebounds? What is it about Lundell that makes him 
a, a worthy score to take at number nine. Uh, so I don't know if he'll ever be a scorer. He doesn't have a bad shot. Like I've seen, I've seen, you know, people really praise his shot. Um, and he does shoot like, believe it or not. I don't know if he'll ever like be a scorer in the NHL. Like, I think that's, I think that it's kind of going to be a role where he is, you know, maybe providing a, a balanced offensive attack mm-hmm. and being more of a compliment in terms of, uh, in terms of, you know, driving play or I mean, not in terms of driving play, but like, he'll be a guy who's driving play. He'll be a guy who's, you know, doing the little things to, to like generate offense, like making a smart pass or a smart move in the offensive zone or kind of sneak to an area, but he does have a decent shot. Um, I've seen, I've seen, you know, I've seen people who really like the shot and people who are like, ah, it, you know, it's, it's fine. He's got a fine shot. Um, mm-hmm. and he does use it. He, he, he had 162 shots in 44 games last year. And that comes out to about 3.7 shots per game. Now that's in Finland. Uh, but also, you know, he's only playing 15 minutes a night out there. Um, so like that is a, that is a really good shot rate. And if he keeps, you know, if he keeps that, if that translates over to North America, or even a little bit, right? If he's shooting two and a half times a game, like that's pretty good. That's that's about as much as like, you know, Jason Zucker, Nino Niederreiter, Mikhail Granlund, like those guys are shooting two and a half times a game. Um, and you know, obviously, if he does more, right? If he's shooting three times a game, like that's that's Eric Stahl, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, Miko Koivu, and I'm gonna draw this comparison right off the bat because I know everybody's thinking it. But um, Miko Koivu was a very solid player for the Minnesota Wild for a long time. But he's never like a super blazing – he never had the blazing speed. He never uh, had that as, like, as a real tool to his arsenal. What's Lundell's skating like? What is he? Is he a fast skater? Has he got quick acceleration? What's his weapon when it comes to being able to move up and down the ice? So his weapon is his mind. When it comes to his skating, um, there there are there are mixed reviews on his skating. Um, like there are people who are like, you know, like it's it's good enough. Like if especially once he gets going, like he has a powerful stride. Um, the the problem with his stride is that it's very awkward looking. Okay. Um, he's kind of hunched over. Uh, he he doesn't uh, he doesn't bend his knee correctly. <laughs> Um, and, and those are mechanical things that like probably can be fixed, right? Like, you know, yeah. uh, I don't so know if you want a wholesale it. change right. how he skates, but uh, you might want to at least tweak it and see, you know, how he can improve there. Mm-hmm. Um, but what uh, what he does to make up for it, right, is he's always in position. Okay. Uh, and that's uh, that's defensively and offensively. He's able to uh, he's able to know where he's supposed to be on the ice, and he gets there in time to be able to do the things that he should be doing. So he reads the play he anticipates where he needs to be, and uh, even though he might not have the deep knee bend that Andy Ness teaches at this point, uh, Minnesota Wild skating and uh, and, and, uh, and skating trainer and, and, and instructor. Um, you know, that might be something that he can learn. I mean, he is what, is he even 18 at this point or is he? He's 18. He's a little bit older as a prospect. Okay. That's kind of another thing. So he is uh, 
where where people are like, ah, you know, I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure on his upside just because he is a little bit older. But at the same time, like so many of these players in this class are on the older end of the spectrum. So I don't think it's like uniquely a thing with uh, with Lindell. And some of it might be, too, just because of the timing of this draft, too. I mean, a lot of kids have probably hit that 18 uh, birth date or they're getting closer to the 19-year-old birth date uh, just because of the sheer circumstances of the timing of this draft. Um, okay, so we talked about his skating. Uh, what is there something that absolutely scares the hell out of you with picking Lundell at this point. I mean, so far from what I've seen is it's like, no, he's his, his ceiling is, or is, is not a ceiling. His floor is pretty much NHL, but you know, does it, does it seem like there's an, there's maybe some hesitance if maybe this is the guy that you pick for a first round draft pick that maybe, maybe he's middle six. Maybe he's not your top line center of the, of the future. No, I don't think that there's any hesitation with picking Lundell at nine you know maybe if like I don't know because like thing is like if Judd Brackett believes in in him like I'm inclined to believe in him like he's the guy who picked uh Pedersen he's the guy who picked Quinn Hughes like I like it's it's weird to have this much much trust in a scouting staff um but like I'm just like you know whatever Judd Brackett's game for like um i i think i'm there too but i i guess like if, if like the old like i'm imagining the old regime picking glendale and no i i don't really have that uh that hesitancy just because like minnesota needs an anton Lundell on their team like maybe like maybe maybe he's joel erickson Eck, but i think that's kind of like the worst case scenario for him is that he's joel erickson Eck. And I think that that's a really good worst case scenario to be. And I think the best case scenario, he's, you know, maybe he's Miko Koivu. Maybe he's a little more than that. Like maybe he can, you know, Miko Koivu kept the puck out of the defensive zone, right? And out of the high danger areas. I don't think that he did a lot, maybe outside of a couple of years where he was, you know, playing with absolute dogs like a, like anti Mietnin, no offense to I guess I called him an absolute dog, so there is a little bit of offense. <laughs> uh but you know, he was playing with like anti Mietnin and making him a twenty goal scorer. And, uh, but other than that, like I don't think that he did a lot to contribute to the offense per se. I think okay. Lindell has a chance to be, you know, a Miko Koivu esque defender while also being able to do the little things to, to create offense. I, I've seen, uh, I've seen an article that Corey Promen wrote. I can link it in the description. It is paywalled at the athletic though, where like he does smart things in the offensive zone. Like he knows when to like, let a puck go through him to get mm-hmm. to a teammate. Who's more open, like really like next level thinking stuff like that. And I think that that is uh that sort of offensive awareness is maybe something that Miko didn't have. Okay. So maybe, maybe not a Tamu Solani type. That's going to just light it up, but uh, no, he's got some real ability. Again, a a 200 foot game that, uh, that can potentially translate to the NHL quicker than maybe some, some other ones. And uh, you know, it's just a matter of uh, once you, once you draft him, getting him developed and uh, development, I think is going to be key with him. 
correct? Yes. And maybe some strength training and things like that, as uh, as eighteen year olds are, are want to do, they need to kind of bulk up in some size, in, in strength and size as well as. They- I mean, he's pretty strong as it is. I think I think the big thing is like if you can tweak his skating and get him skating at uh, at an above average level, I think that uh, I think that that'll be huge. Okay. Well, that's Anton Lindell in our nine for nine here on Locked on Wild. Tony, that's gonna do it for our sh- for our show today. Yup, that is Joe. It's, it's closing time. Closing time, and but uh, you know what? You don't have to go home, uh, but you can't stay here. So, <laughs> uh, anyways, you can listen uh, to our backlogs though. You can listen to our backlogs. You can also check us out on 10kranks.com, which I know Tony, you can find you there and all your written material. But uh, how can they follow you on Twitter? At Ohi Tony. You can follow me on Twitter as well at Jobu15. That's going to do it for today's show of Locked on Wild. Please hit subscribe so your device sends it to you every time there's a new episode without having to do any work. Please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at Locked on Wild. You can also get in touch with us via email if you don't have Twitter. Just email us at LockedOnWild at gmail.com. Please support our sponsors because they support us. Thank you for listening to Locked on Wild and be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday to stay on top of everything revolving around your team every day.